Editorial Planeta de Agostini presenta Curso de Inglés Second Level Unit 58 Speaking Playing to the Gallery Listen carefully to these sentences. Don't pronounce the GH in footlights and spotlight. Fix those footlights, Thomas. They're playing up again. When he turns the spotlight on, get them to walk to the center of the stage. Could you tell her to book a seat at the theater? The fact that all the seats were bookable made her very happy. I don't know what we're going to do now. Romeo and Juliet is sold out. There's a cloakroom at the end of the foyer. That stupid cloakroom attendant has given me the wrong ticket. The auditorium is too big. You can't hear anything. There was a man with a fat cigar in the front row of the stalls. She got you to buy two tickets for the dress circle. But I wanted one for the upper circle. Look at those young fools in the gallery. I'd like to sing a song for all those people in the gods. I don't think he's a good actor. He plays to the gallery all the time. Someone in the balcony bowled a tomato at the man on the stage. The curtain hit him on the head when it came down. Who's that man who's talking in the wings? Ask Sylvia to phone for an ambulance. Peter O'Gould's just fallen into the orchestra pit. How did he do that? He fell on the apron. How much are the programmes? Five pounds, sir. My God, that's a bit expensive, isn't it? The speakers in these sentences are American. The check room attendant gave me the wrong ticket, and now someone else has my coat. I asked him to buy me a ticket for the mezzanine, but he bought me a ticket for the balcony. How much are the programs? Fifteen dollars. You can't be serious. Speaking. Stage struck. In the first sentence of this group, remember to pronounce the E of debut with the sound of the A-Y in pay and the U with the sound of the double O in zoo. Don't pronounce the T. He made his debut in Henry V at the Old Vic. Acting isn't easy. It took five years to find the right stage name. The Ham Theatre Company is going to put on a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. If you fluff your lines again, I'll give you walk-on parts for the next three years. He's the only actor in the company who tries to ad-lib Shakespeare. Hall got me to play the part of Gonriel in King Lear. I don't know how to interpret this role at all. Get his makeup changed. He's had the date of the dress rehearsal changed. When Derek played the part of Quasimodo, it took me half an hour just to put on the grease paint. I always have a bit of stage fright on the night of a premiere. In these sentences, the speakers are American. When you're in the limelight, you forget everything else. Get some flowers put in her dressing room. She really performed well this evening. That was the worst interpretation of Macbeth since the 19th century. What do you think of his performance as Othello? I've been stage-struck since the age of 15. Speaking. Chewing the scenery. Now listen to these sentences and then repeat them. Don't pronounce the second P in prompt and prompter. The prompter was sleeping, so he didn't give Jeremy the prompt for the next line. 
Peter Hall is the new director of the Royal Shakespeare Company. I want you to telephone the actress who played Clara in Pygmalion last year. I want the stage manager and the stage designer to come to my office this afternoon. In Waiting for Godot, the only scenery is a tree in the middle of the stage. What a terrible actor! He chewed the scenery from the beginning to the end of the play. This is Mrs. Warblebottom, whose husband is a choreographer who works for the National Theatre. John is a costumier and his wife is too. I want you to find me a good costume designer. Theatre-goers just love Glenda's intelligent acting. I'm not a very keen playgoer, I'm afraid. What do you think of the audience tonight? My public loves me. Speaking. People wanting tickets for the theatre. Now listen and repeat. Remember to pronounce the SC in scene with the sound of the S in C. In the first scene of Act 3, Higgins enters from the left. They're putting on a new ballet at the Royal Opera House. Playwrights writing in the 1960s often produced kitchen sink drama. A lot of tragedies have been written concerning the story of King Lear. Is there some kind of message hidden in the pages of Arden's famous tragicomedy? The most famous farce written by Simpson is, of course, One-Way Pendulum. Do you think the plays produced by Samuel Beckett are tragic, comic or tragicomic? At the beginning, critics used to slam Akebourne's farcical plays, but now they love them. Variety, badly hit by the cinema, suffered a lot at the beginning of this century. Charlie Chaplin began in the London music halls at the beginning of the 20th century. The Daily Grunt critic said this was the best musical since Jesus Christ Superstar. He called it a smash hit. While he was at Cambridge University, Prince Charles was in the famous Footlights Review. Here's a sketch about people owning large dogs. There's a very strange stage direction in the third act of A Winter's Tale. All the actors exiting on the left hit their knee on the old piano! That was probably the worst entrance ever made by an actor. In the dramatis personae of this farce, there are a king, two grocers and a Russian man called Ripamov. In the last act, the hero meets the villain in an old house in East Cheam. Actresses playing Lady Macbeth have a difficult job to do because she's neither a heroine nor a villain. The critics praised the protagonist to the skies, but they slammed his antagonist. In these sentences, the speakers are American. In Great Britain, the stress is on the A of ballet, but sometimes Americans put it on the E. This happens in the first sentence. They're putting on a new ballet at the Kaufman Auditorium. His last play was a flop. Look, the script says, Exeunt Lennox and the Lord. Why is the Lord still on the stage? Didn't you start in vaudeville? Hey, Harry, could you make me a hero with ham? Listening. Aren't you Hamlet? Listen to these sentences and pay careful attention when a T is followed by a Y. Didn't you start in vaudeville? I want you to find me a good costume designer. I want you to telephone the actress who played Clara in Pygmalion last year. You're making your debut tonight, aren't you? Doesn't he want you to come to the theatre? Excuse me, aren't you the man playing Hamlet at the Old Vic? Don't you like musicals?
What you want is a ticket for the front stalls. Thomas, I want you to fix those footlights. Listening. What's the question? Listen to these quotations from the plays of William Shakespeare. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. To be or not to be, that is the question. A horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. Men of few words are the best men. Truth will come to light. The next group of quotations comes from the plays of Oscar Wilde. The truth is really pure and never simple. All women become like their mothers. That is their tragedy. No man does. That's his. We are all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. Conversation. The drachma drama. Well, what did you think of the play? I thought it was excellent, but the third act was a little strange. What do you mean? Well, you made one or two mistakes here. One or two mistakes? I did not. I was perfect. Come on, you fluffed your lines when Orestes made his entrance, for example. Petros, no, I did not. Yes, you did, and your stage whisper was too quiet. Nobody heard it. What? Didn't you hear the audience booing? They weren't booing at me. They were booing at Daphne. She was awful. My public loves me. Who do you think you are, anyway? The director? What's a director? I don't know. They haven't been invented yet. But you're acting like one. Well, what did you think of the play? I thought it was excellent. But the third act was a little strange. What do you mean? Well, you made one or two mistakes, Hera. One or two mistakes? I did not. I was perfect. Come on. You fluffed your lines when Orestes made his entrance, for example. Petros. No, I did not. Yes, you did. And your stage whisper was too quiet. Nobody heard it. What? Didn't you hear the audience booing? They weren't booing at me. They were booing at Daphne. She was awful. My public loves me. Who do you think you are, anyway? The director? What's a director? I don't know. They haven't been invented yet. But you're acting like one. What a load of rubbish. What a load of rubbish! Why are they booing? They're booing because that was the worst interpretation of the importance of being earnest since 1895. But that was the year Wilde wrote the play. Precisely, Gerald. Get off! Anyway, it wasn't as bad as the Bowder Company's production last year. If Macbeth were played by a gaggle of clowns, it wouldn't be as bad as the Bowdler Company's production last year. What a load of rubbish! Ouch! What's wrong? Somebody's throwing tomatoes. But tomatoes don't hurt. But they do if they're in a tin. The man in the box blowing raspberries. I think it's the director's brother. Ooh. It's very kind of him to give us his support. Wait a minute. Doesn't he work for the Bowdler Company? Yes, he does. I thought I recognized some of the faces in the audience. They're all from the Bowdler Company. Oh, God, they're trying to sabotage our play. Gerald? Give me those tomatoes. Take that, you swine. And that. 
What a load of rubbish! Why are they booing? They're booing because that was the worst interpretation of the importance of being earnest since 1895. But that was the year Wilde wrote the play. Precisely, Gerald. Get off! Anyway, it wasn't as bad as the Bowdler Company's production last year. If Macbeth were played by a gaggle of clowns, it wouldn't be as bad as the Bowdler Company's production last year. What a load of rubbish! Ouch! What's wrong? Somebody's throwing tomatoes. But tomatoes don't hurt? They do if they're in a tin. Who's the man in the box blowing raspberries? I think it's the director's brother. It's very kind of him to give us his support. Wait a minute. Doesn't he work for the Bowdler Company? Yes, he does. I thought I recognized some of the faces in the audience. They're all from the Bowdler Company. My God, they're trying to sabotage our play. Gerald, give me those tomatoes. Take that, you swine. And that. Autographs. Could I have your autograph, please, Miss Ashcroft? Oh, er, uh, yes, of course. I thought you were really good. So did I. That monologue in the third act was incredible. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Can I have your autograph, too? Yes, of course. What are you going to do in the future, Miss Ashcroft? Well, first I'm going to have a holiday, and then I'm going to Stratford-upon-Avon. Are you going to act with the Royal Shakespeare Company? Yes, that's right. We're going to do Macbeth. Wow! Are you going to be Lady Macbeth? No, I'm going to be Lady Macduff. I wanted the director to give me the part of Lady Macbeth, but... Is Olivia Crichton going to be Lady Macbeth? Yes, that's right. She's really good. I saw her in Othello last year. There aren't many actresses who can play Desdemona well, but she's one of them. Yes, of course. She's very good. I think an actress playing Desdemona has got a really difficult job to do, don't you? Yes, it's not an easy role. I bet working with Olivia Crichton is really stimulating. Yes, very stimulating. Well, goodbye, Miss Ashcroft. Goodbye. Toads. Could I have your autograph, please, Miss Ashcroft? Oh, um, yes, of course. I thought you were really good. So did I. That monologue in the third act was incredible. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Can I have your autograph too? Yes, of course. What are you going to do in the future, Miss Ashcroft? Well, first I'm going to have a holiday, and then I'm going to Stratford-upon-Avon. Are you going to act with the Royal Shakespeare Company? Yes, that's right. We're going to do Macbeth. Wow. Are you going to be Lady Macbeth? No, I'm going to be Lady Macduff. I wanted the director to give me the part of Lady Macbeth, but... Is Olivia Crichton going to be Lady Macbeth? Yes, that's right. She's really good. I saw her in Othello last year. There aren't many actresses who can play Desdemona well, but she's one of them. Yes, of course. She's very good. I think an actress playing Desdemona has got a really difficult job to do, don't you? Yes, it's not an easy role. I bet working with Olivia Crichton is really stimulating.
Yes, very stimulating. Well, goodbye, Miss Ashcroft. Goodbye, toads. Unit fifty nine. Speaking. Good and bad points. In these sentences, remember to pronounce the ch in character and characteristic with the sound of the c in cow. The man who got on the bus had a really nasty character. Jealousy is one of his worst characteristics. It's easier to fly to the moon than change his attitude. Gluttony is Tom's only vice. He's the envy of everyone because he got off with Samantha. I couldn't understand his violent anger. Could you? His greed is remarkable. He already makes fifty thousand pounds a year, and now he wants more money. A lot of irritation goes with this job, so you can't be too hot-tempered. My old grandfather was a very proud man, but his pride led to his end. If I were really mean, I wouldn't give you the money to go out tonight. Come on, Dad! Don't be so stingy. It's only five pounds. I hate her. She always looks at me with contempt. He's so vain and selfish. He stays in the bathroom until half past ten every morning. I'm going to get my revenge for this, you coward! I resent the fact that my husband meets his first wife every day at work. His cowardly behaviour really irritates me. Scrooge is really a miser. Do you know the old skinflint only pays Cratchit three pounds a month? I know. He's famous for his meanness. He boasts about it. Why are you so impatient? Because I've been lusting after a new car for years, and now I'm going to get one. I think I'm the most attractive man in the accounts department. Don't be so boastful. You're certainly the laziest man in the accounts department. I'm envious of him. Why does he get all the best jobs? Come on, resentment isn't going to help you at all. The king's laziness is famous everywhere. So is his son's impatience to get the crown. He's so miserly. He walks to work because he doesn't want to ruin the tyres on his bicycle. I know he's really tight. His miserliness is incredible, isn't it? Yes, and it really irritates me. Why is your wife so angry with you? I don't know. She's just an irritable kind of person. Your sister's got a really good-tempered personality, hasn't she? Yes, she's always in a good mood. The fact that he's always happy is one of his good points. Yes, but stinginess and cowardice are his bad points. Her beauty is one of her strong points. Yes, but her vanity and selfishness are her weak points. Don't you think you're behaving in a rather bad-tempered way? My behaviour's my business, isn't it? He's playing with my emotions, and it's destroying me. Don't worry, my emotional life is as bad as yours. He's going out with me too.
Speaking. I'd like you to wash the car. In the first two conversations, listen very carefully to the intonation of the sentences with two or more adjectives in front of a noun. You are a bad-tempered, irritable, impatient person. That's not a very nice thing to say to your husband, is it? No, but it's true. John, you're bad-tempered, irritable, envious and impatient. And you are selfish, vain, proud and jealous. Why don't you wash the dishes? You're always leaving the kitchen in a mess. Good grief! I only got home an hour ago. My wife is constantly phoning her mother. So is mine. That stupid postman is continually giving me the wrong letters. Why? What has he given you this time? A letter from a woman called Samantha Horrocks. Uh, I think that's mine. Why are you forever watching football matches on TV? Because they are more interesting than talking to you. Frederick, I want you to clean the kitchen. Sorry, dear. I've got to meet Sam at the pub. I'd like you to wash the car. Sorry, Dad. I'll play rugby this afternoon. I'd love him to remember my birthday sometimes. Do you remember his? Well, no, but that's not the point. Would you like to buy an encyclopedia, madam? No, I'd prefer you to get out of my house. Speaking. A sticky situation. In these sentences, remember to pronounce the O-W in row with the sound of the O-W in how. Sam and Celia are forever rowing over the TV. Look, I don't want us to have a row about this, OK? My God, why are we always arguing about him? He's just a good friend. The neighbours had a shouting match again last night because he didn't come home till two o'clock in the morning. William, stop annoying that bull. I couldn't understand her annoyance. I only came home at four o'clock in the morning. My wife is always leaving the light on. It's a real nuisance. This life is driving me round the bend. My God, that child is driving me up the wall. He really makes me sick. I just can't put up with him. Robert's a pain in the neck. He's always talking about rock music. Maisie went wild when she saw him with her sister in the disco. Peter went mad when he saw Maisie with his brother in the pub. Don't lose your temper. I'll be home for Christmas. If I tell her about Cathy, she'll really fly off the handle. I'm hopping mad. My wife took all the money out of my wallet and I didn't have enough to pay for the drinks. I'm furious with you. Where's all the money that was in my wallet? I used it to pay for the food, she said furiously. I'm in an awkward situation. Could you lend me ten pounds? This is a sticky situation, Biggles. There's only one engine that works. He's really in a quandary. His wife's going to have her 18th baby. Now, Mr. Steers, I'd like to put you in a pickle. <laughs> Do you know Miss Borders?
I was rather embarrassed when I met my first wife at the party. This is really embarrassing. I've never heard of Miss Lalouche. The man with my wife was my boss. It was an awful embarrassment. Speaking. Don't you dare. In the first four sentences, remember to pronounce the OU of ought with the sound of the double O in door. The G and the H are silent. This ought to be your father. You really ought to stay with your family in the evenings. You ought really to stay with your family in the evenings. This should be the letter from Susie. You should get home. Your husband doesn't know where you are. I dare you to throw a stone through the Clegg's window. If you don't do your homework, I will tell your father when he comes home. Mildred, I'm going to a conference in Switzerland with Melanie Dewflap. You dare. Harold, I'd like to go to the conference with Rock Bottomley. Don't you dare. Isn't your wife the woman who's having an affair with Rock Bottomley? How dare you! If you're having an affair with that man, I shall get a divorce. You daren't leave me. You're a coward. Melanie Dewflap's getting divorced. Hmm, and I dare say Rock Bottomley is too. Listening. I'd like him to get out of my life. Listen very carefully to these sentences and pay attention to the pronunciation of the words have, had, has, he, him, his and her. The boss has gone mad. Sales have dropped by 10% in a month. Tom's a pain in the neck. I'd like him to get out of my life. Where's that stupid woman? I want her to wash the car. That boy's always leaving his room in a mess. Why? What has he given you this time? He's the envy of everyone because he got off with Samantha. His greed is remarkable. He already makes £50,000 a year and now he wants more money. He's so vain and selfish. Do you know he stays in the bathroom until half past ten every morning? I'm envious of him. Why does he get all the best jobs? Her beauty is one of her strong points. My wife is constantly phoning a mother. Listening. Damn this. Don't use these words. He's so bleeding miserly, he walks to work because he doesn't want to ruin the tyres on his bicycle. Damn you, Terry. You're always leaving the kitchen in a mess. My God, I only got home an hour ago. Why the hell are you forever watching football matches on blasted TV? Blast that boy. He's so vain and selfish. Do you know, he stays in the bathroom until half past ten every morning. I'm envious of him. Why the hell does he get all the best jobs? Blast it. I left my car keys in the bleeding office. The speakers in this group of sentences are American. Oh, hell, there's a goddamn traffic jam on the intersection again. God damn it, Martha. What the hell have you been buying at Bloomingdale's? Where did you put my damned watch? Conversation. Skin flints. Can I help you? Yes, I need a little rope. Oh, how much do you want? Help! Oh, I think 50 feet ought to be enough. How much does it cost? £2.99 a foot. That's a bit expensive, isn't it? Help! Uh, did you hear something? Yes, I think I did. Oh, look. There's a woman in the harbour. What's she doing? I don't know. I think she's swimming, isn't she? 
Isn't it a bit too cold? Quick! Throw me a rope! It's £2.99 a foot. I don't give a damn! Help me! I can't throw good rope away. I'll pay you! How much? Anything! But please! £5 a foot? Yes! £10 a foot? Yes, anything! £15 a foot? Yes, please! OK. Here's a foot. That'll be £15. Hey, where the hell are you going? You haven't paid for that rope. My God, did you see that? She took the rope and then disappeared. A foot, a rope. What a blasted cheek. You can't be too careful these days, can you? Ah, well. How much rope did you want? About 50 feet. How much did you say it was? £3.99 a foot. Can I help you? Yes, I need a little rope. Oh, how much do you want? Help. Oh, I think 50 feet ought to be enough. How much does it cost? £2.99 a foot. That's a bit expensive, isn't it? Help. Uh, did you hear something? Yes, I think I did. Oh, look. There's a woman in the harbour. What's she doing? I don't know. I think she's swimming, isn't she? Isn't it a bit too cold? Quick! Throw me a rope! It's £2.99 a foot. I don't give a damn. Help me. I can't throw good rope away. I'll pay you. How much? Anything, but please. Five pound a foot? Yes. Ten pound a foot? Yes, anything. Fifteen pound a foot? Yes, quick. OK, here's a foot. That'll be fifteen pounds. Hey, where the hell are you going? You haven't paid for that rope. My God, did you see that? She took the rope and then disappeared. A foot of rope. What a blasted cheek. You can't be too careful these days, can you? Ah, well, how much rope did you want? About 50 feet. How much did you say it was? £3.99 a foot. Gluttony. What did you think of the trout? Lovely, but the portions were a little small. Mm, and what would you prefer now? The lamb or the beef? I'll have a nice steak, I think with some sausages. So will I. And carrots, and potatoes, and cauliflower. Waiter! Yes, madame? Two steaks with sausages, potatoes, carrots, and cauliflower, please. Certainly, madame. Bessie, what's that little man eating? I don't know, but it looks very nice, doesn't it? Mm, yes, I'd like to try some. Where's that waiter? I'm getting hungry again. Bessie? What are you doing? I'm going to try some of this. You know what Oscar Wilde said. The only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it. How dare you! What's wrong? You took some of my food. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I'm going to call the manager. This is incredible. What is the problem, sir? This damned woman has just eaten some of my food. I think you are mistaken, sir. Mrs. Hogsworthy is a very faithful client. And a very respectable lady. I don't give a damn if she's the Queen of Sheba. She took some of my pilchards. Please, sir. I want you to throw her out Please, now. Please, sir. You ought to be a little quieter, you know. This is a respectable restaurant. What do you mean? This blasted woman... Yeah, Jean? 
I would like you to show this gentleman ah, the door, please. But, uh, I'm so sorry uh, for this embarrassing situation, Mrs. Hogsworthy. Mrs. Uh, Sirloin. Ah, here is Claude with your steaks. Bon appétit, madame. Thank you, Hercule. What a horrible, hot-tempered little man. What did you think of the trout? Lovely, but the portions were a little small. And what would you prefer now? The lamb or the beef? I'll have a nice steak, I think, with some sausages. So will I. And carrots and potatoes and cauliflower. Waiter! Yes, madame. Two steaks with sausages, potatoes, carrots and cauliflower, please. Certainly, madame. Bessie, what's that little man eating? I don't know, but it looks very nice, doesn't it? Yes, I'd like to try some. Where's that waiter? I'm getting hungry again. Bessie, what are you doing? I'm going to try some of this. You know what Oscar Wilde said. The only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it. How dare you? What's wrong? You took some of my food. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I'm going to call the manager. This is incredible. What is the problem, sir? This damned woman has just eaten some of my food. I think you are mistaken, sir. Mrs. Hogsworthy is a very faithful client and a very respectable lady. I don't give a damn if she's the Queen of Sheba. She took some of my pilchards. Please, sir. I want you to throw her out now. Please, sir. You ought to be a little quieter, you know. This is a respectable restaurant. What do you mean, this blasted woman? Pierre, Jean, I would like you to show this gentleman the door, please. But... I'm so sorry for this embarrassing situation, Mrs. Hogsworthy. Mrs. Sirloin, ah, here is Claude with your steaks. Bon appétit, mesdames. Thank you, Hercule. What a horrible, hot-tempered little man. Unit 60. Speaking. I never used to. Listen carefully to the pronunciation of used to in these sentences and dialogues. The E and the D of used aren't pronounced, and the O of two is a schwa. Then repeat the sentences. Our cat always used to watch the butterflies dancing in the sunshine. I never used to hate doctors, but I did when I left Cutforth's clinic. Lord Bellico used never to like playing with toy soldiers, but he does now. What's wrong? You used always to telephone me from the office at six o'clock, but now you don't give a damn. I didn't used to go skiing, but now I do. I used to like Sir Martin very much, but after last night I've decided I do. When we were in France, my husband went to the same concert five times. Marx worked in the British Museum Library for years and years, didn't he? Yes. He used to go there every morning from Dean Street in Soho. 
Did you used to go on safari? Yes, I did. But then a lion got my leg. Used you to read horror stories, Gilbert? Yes, Lady Marjorie. Until I saw a real ghost. I thought your brother went skin diving every weekend. Nah, he used to. But six months ago, he had a little problem with his snorkel. When I was living in Italy, I used to go to the theatre every weekend. I bet that was nice. How was your holiday in Switzerland last month? It was marvellous. I went skiing a lot and visited some really beautiful little towns. Speaking. I must. I can. I will. These sentences and dialogues contain all of the modal verbs from Unit 1 to Unit 59. It won't be easy to get a ticket for Othello now. It'll be sunny tomorrow, so we can go to the mountains. I shall never trust a man again. If you learnt your lines, the director wouldn't get so angry. If you hadn't tried that piece, you wouldn't have broken your leg. And could you tell me where the literature section is, please? Can you clean the kitchen, please? Shall I hold your skis for you? Shall we look for some fossils on the beach? I'll buy the tickets for Othello. My brother can play ice hockey, but I can't. I can't get a photograph of the lions because they aren't close enough. I mustn't forget the pitons. You needn't fix the spotlights. Jeremy's already done it. You should see a doctor. You look really ill. There ought to be fossils in these rocks. There should be some tickets for the circle. What do I have to do to get well? Well, you ought to eat better. Would you like to come to a concert with me tonight? You're joking, aren't you? If I find you with another woman again, I shall kill you. If you kill me, you won't get any money from the insurance company. Speaking. Both of them and all of us. Listen and repeat these sentences. All the speakers are American. All people wanting tickets for the evening performance should go to the ticket office on 6th Avenue. Mountaineers are interesting people, aren't they? Someone stole all the ducks on my uncle's farm. All of the encyclopedias are kept in the reference library over there. All George's uncles are so boring. All our patients think that Dr. Hansen is really wonderful. All these strata were produced during the Cenozoic era. All of them were members of John Mayhall's Blues Breakers during the 1960s. You all know Sir Harry Klutz, don't you? They were all at the seaside for the weekend. Four and a half billion years ago, the whole world was just one continent. Every argument we have becomes a shouting match. I cut the rope and both water skiers fell into the water. Both of my operations took three hours. Both the composers wrote a piano concerto. Both of us were on the north face when the blizzard arrived. We had both forgotten our lines. Speaking. I would like to get Susie to come to the theater. In these sentences, remember to pronounce could with the schwa. Could you tell Pilchard to bring the pitons, Clint? Could you ask Malcolm to phone the costumier, please?
Jack asked Beth to take a photograph of the elephants. How many times have I told you to turn the lights off when you go out of a room? I told Witherington to find me a copy of Arnold Bennett's Anna of the Five Towns. Didn't you ask the nurse to bring the scalpels? I can't get my wife to understand me. I want you to feed the rhinos today, Wilt. Would you like me to show you my water skis? I'd like you to meet Cornell Mulch from Wisconsin. I would just love you to take me on safari with you, Jerome. I'd prefer William to be the leading man in the next production. Conversation The Bull It's been a long day, Myra. It certainly has, Fred. And it's only four o'clock. Do you remember Liverpool? We used to get up at half past seven every day. Sure, I remember. Now we get up at half past four. But I prefer the life here. So do I. Everything's so quiet. I can't believe that six months ago I was working at that damned factory. By the way, could you take a look at the pigs? The pigs? What's wrong with the pigs? They all have little spots on their backs. I think it's a kind of illness. I'll phone Dr. Venables. He should be at home this evening. I think you ought to clean the pigsty more than once a fortnight, you know, Fred. Those poor pigs are always catching something. Well, it's not the nicest job on the farm. Okay. But if you'd kept it cleaner last year, we wouldn't have lost all those piglets. Do you want the same thing to happen this year? Okay, okay. I'll do it tomorrow. Good. And I'd like you to kill a chicken for supper tomorrow night. The Winthrops are coming. Again? Don't you like them? They're okay, I suppose, but he's always talking about his damn ducks. And I've got sows that look better than his wife. Fred, don't be nasty. Harriet's a lovely woman. Well, I think she's got a face like a frog. God, you're terrible sometimes. Do you know that? Okay. I'll kill your chicken tomorrow morning. Did you remember to put the cows in the large field? Yes, I did. And where's the bull? He's in the next field. But there are some problems with the gate in that field. You have to get it fixed. I'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. One day there won't be any tomorrows. I hope that bull doesn't get out. He won't. I don't know. If there are cows in the next field... Ah, he won't get into their field. I fixed that gate today. Well done. Myra, do you hear anything? No. Why? I think I heard a noise. Like thunder or something. Oh, I dare say a storm is coming. I hope so. We need some rain. <laughs> it's been a long day, Myra. It certainly has, Fred. And it's only four o'clock. Do you remember Liverpool? We used to get up at half past seven every day. Sure, I remember. Now we get up at half past four. But I prefer the life here. So do I. Everything is so quiet. I can't believe that six months ago... I was working at that damned factory. By the way, could you take a look at the pigs? The pigs? What's wrong with the pigs? They all have little spots on their backs. I think it's a kind of illness. I'll phone Dr Venables. He should be at home this evening. I think you ought to clean the pigsty more than once a fortnight, you know, Fred. Those poor pigs are always catching something. Well, it's not the nicest job on the farm. OK, but if you'd kept it cleaner last year, we wouldn't have lost all those piglets. Do you want the same thing to happen this year? OK, OK, I'll do it tomorrow. Good. And I'd like you to kill a chicken for supper tomorrow night. The Winthrops are coming. Again? Don't you like them? They're okay, I suppose. 
but he's always talking about his damn ducks. And I've got sows that look better than his wife. Fred, don't be nasty. Harriet's a lovely woman. Well, I think she's got a face like a frog. God, you're terrible sometimes. Do you know that? OK, I'll kill your chicken tomorrow morning. Did you remember to put the cows in the large field? Yes, I did. And where's the bull? He's in the next field. But there are some problems with the gate in that field. You have to get it fixed. I'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. One day there won't be any tomorrows. I hope that bull doesn't get out. He won't. I don't know. If there are cows in the next field... Ah, uh, he won't get into their field. I fixed that gate today. Well done. Myra, do you hear anything? No. Why? I think I heard a noise, like thunder or something. Oh, I dare say a storm is coming. I hope so. We need some rain. Horace and the Electric Dung Slingers What's the name of the next group? Horace and the Electric Dung Slingers. Oh, great. I really like their guitarist. Who is he? Griff Gruesome. Didn't he used to be with the Susquehanna Hat Company? No, he used to play the guitar with the Neanderthal corkscrews. Are you sure? I thought he only played with them three or four times on their records. Yes, that's right. Pete Fiddler's the corkscrews guitarist. Griff Gruesome used to play with the Bourgeois Boot Boys. Oh, yes, that's right. I want them to play If I Were Dead in the Dress Circle. They won't play that. It's old. They're playing all the songs from their latest record now. You know, You Are My Disease. They ought to play it. It's one of their best songs. Would anybody like another drink? I've never heard of that one. It isn't a song. I'm asking you a question. Oh, yes, please. I'll have a beer. And I'll have an orange juice. Jim, could you get me a beer as well, please? Here they are. This isn't Horace and the Electric Dunstingers. It's Martin Smooth and the Schmaltz Walters. Oh, no. What a load of rubbish. What's the name of the next group? Horace and the Electric Dung Slingers. Oh, great. I really like their guitarist. Who is he? Griff Gruesome. Didn't he used to be with the Saskahanna Hat Company? No, he used to play the guitar with the Neanderthal corkscrews. Are you sure? I thought he only played with them three or four times on their records. Yes, that's right. Pete Fiddler is the corkscrews guitarist. Griff Gruesome used to play with the Bourgeois Boot Boys. Oh, yes, that's right. I want them to play If I Were Dead in the Dress Circle. They won't play that. It's old. They're playing all the songs from their latest record now. You know, You Are My Disease. They ought to play it. It's one of their best songs. Would anybody like another drink? I've never heard of that one. It isn't a song. I'm asking you a question. Oh, yes, please. I'll have a beer. And I'll have an orange juice. Jim? Could you get me a beer as well, please? Here they are. This isn't Horace and the Electric Dung Slingers. It's Martin Smooth and the Schmaltz Walters.
Oh, no! What a load of rubbish! Boo! Get off! Oh, <laughs>